0: Hey everyone, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and it is Sunday and we are doing breaches of the week. And this week in data breaches was absolutely crazy. There are some really interesting ones here. Now, before we begin, I'd like to give a shout out to those people that sent me this information and please keep sending these tips my way. It always helps me out. And that would be Stephen Trump. I'm assuming not related (laughs) to the former president. Andy Jenkinson, Jay Dance, and Jacqueline Wolf, And Stephen, if you are, please let me know because that's actually really interesting. I have questions. Moving on. We're going to start today with the RCMP, or the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, as well as the Canadian Armed Forces. Apparently, the federal government is warning current and former public service employees and members of the RCMP and Canadian Armed Forces that their personal and financial information may have been accessed in a data breach that occurred on October 19 of this year. Now, the breach affects federal government data, held by an organization called Brookfield Global Relocation Services, or BGRS, as well as SIRVA Worldwide Relocation and Moving Services. These are two companies that provide relocation support for the employees of both the RCMP and the Canadian Armed Forces. Now, the data breach may include any personal and financial information that uh, employees provided to the companies as early as 1999. That is according to the Treasury Board of Canada Secretariat in a press conference this past Friday. So heads up to you if you're in the Canadian Armed Forces or the RCMP. Moving on. I'm going to give you an update on PostMeds, a.k.a. uh, TruePill. I talked about them like a week or two ago. Now, we now know that PostMeds through TruePill uh, has fulfilled uh, prescriptions for customers of F-O-L-X, HIMS, and GoodRx, as well as other popular online telehealth startups that have emerged in the recent year. Now, TruePill's website says... It has delivered 20 million prescriptions to 3 million people since its founding in uh, 2016. So we're going to start seeing major disclosures soon by telehealth and healthcare outfits. An estimated 2.2 to 2.5 million are caught up in the TruePill data breach. And obviously, GoodRx, I see their commercials quite a bit online and, and whatnot. Moving on let's basically have a move it update because a week doesn't go by now that I don't have to talk about move it disclosures. And this week's disclosures are three, the state of Maine. And I'm wondering if they actually have to report the breach to themselves because the attorney general of Maine has very strict breach reporting laws. And oftentimes I'm mentioning them in previous breaches. So I'm wondering if the state of Maine reports to itself. I don't know, but the state of Maine heads up Mainers moving on Sutter health. And Welltalk, that's W-E-L-L-T-O-C, they filed on behalf of Saint Bernard's Healthcare. So I'm guessing a third party breach from a third party breach. And there you go. That is your move it update of the week. And I promise you, we'll be back next week with that one as well. Moving on. Let's talk about Samsung, the South Korean giant, but specifically in the United Kingdom. They've admitted that attackers access the personal data of UK-based customers during a year-long breach of their systems. Now, In a statement at TechCrunch, Samsung spokesperson Chelsea Simpson, representing the company via a third-party agency, said that Samsung was, quote, recently alerted to a security incident that resulted in certain contact information of some Samsung UK e-store customers being unlawfully obtained. Samsung declined to answer further questions about the incident, such as how many customers were affected or how the attackers accessed their internal systems. In a letter sent to the affected customers, Samsung admitted that attackers exploited a vulnerability in an unma- unnamed excuse me, third-party business application to access the personal information of customers who made purchases in Samsung's e-store between July 1st of 2019 and June 30th, of 2020 so roughly one year worth of exposure now in the letter that was shared on x uh, samsung said that it did not uh, basically discover this compromise until november 13th of this year now samsung told customers that the attackers may have access names phone numbers, postal addresses, and emails, quote, no financial data, such as bank or credit card details or customer passwords were impacted. That is Samsung spokesperson talking to the press and added that the company has reported the issue to the UK's ICO or Information Commissioner office. So there you go. Heads up all you Brits and UK people. If you're a fan of Samsung, heads up to you. Moving on, let's talk about McLaren Health out of Michigan. Now, in an incident notification letter, a copy of which was submitted to the Maine Attorney General, uh, you know, the organization told the impacted individuals that this data breach was identified on August twenty second of this year and it was corrected the next day. Now according to the organization, the attackers were able to quote acquire certain information end quote from their systems during this roughly twenty four hour period, including files containing personal and medical information. The threat actors stole names, dates of birth, social security numbers, health insurance information, and medical information, including diagnosis and medical record numbers, billing or claims information, Medicare, Medicaid Information and prescription/slash medication and treatment details. McLaren Health has roughly 2.2 million people under care, so we'll see how big that goes. Uh, moving on, let's talk about River Casinos in Displains, Illinois. This is next to Chicago, and interestingly enough, I passed by there quite a bit on my way to O'Hare Airport. Now, Rivers Casino in Displains. I've never played though at Rivers Casino. I'm not a big casino person, but Anyway, Rivers Casino in Des Plaines warned customers this past Thursday about a data breach. Now, a casino official said on Thursday, excuse me, November 2, not last week, two weeks ago, they determined that attackers got into the system and stole personal information about Rivers Casino staffers, customers, and online sportsbook customers as well. The information may have been accessed or removed as a result of the incident, which they say happened on or around August 12 of this year. Infected, uh, affected, excuse me, information includes names, contact information such as phone numbers, email addresses or postal addresses, dates of birth and driver's license and government ID numbers for a limited number of customers or staffers. The casino warned that financial account, tax identification, social security, and passport numbers may have been affected as well. Customer passwords and payment cards were not believed to have been affected, and there's no indication that the networks of any other Rivers casinos were affected. In other words, just their location in Des Illinois, next to Chicago. Uh, uh, Bet Rivers Online and Mobile Gaming were also unaffected as well. So there you go. Heads up to you. River Casino, or Rivers Casino, Patrons in Des Illinois. Moving on, it's time for our mini-segment, basically entitled, If You Just Spent More on Cybersecurity, You Wouldn't Be Paying a Lot More Now. And that is starting with Morgan Stanley. Yes, the financial giant. They will pay a combined $6.5 million in fines as part of a settlement with six state attorney generals based on allegations that it compromised around 15 million customers' personal information. Now, the settlement stemmed from Morgan Stanley's alleged failures between 2015 and 2020, through 2020, I should say, to decommission computers and erase unencrypted client data before they auctioned off the hardware. And that is according to uh, an assurance of voluntary compliance posted by the Office of New York Attorney General, Letitia James. I I remember talking about that a few years back, that essentially were decommissioning and getting rid of equipment, but they weren't actually doing data destruction, which means if you were a Morgan Stanley uh, member back then and had financial accounts with them, you may be entitled to compensation. So we'll see what happens there. Moving on, let's head down under to Australia and talk about Australian Clinical Labs Limited. On November 2nd of this year, the Australian Information Commissioner ...filed proceedings in the Federal Court of Australia against Australian Clinical Labs Limited, seeking a civil penalty, in other words, a fine, in connection with the company's response to a data breach that occurred in February of 2020. The case is significant because, one, it is only the second time that the Australian regulator has brought court proceedings of this kind, despite having the power to do so since 2014, and two it signals a regulator's priority ensuring in ensuring that cybersecurity incidents are responded to swiftly the australian legislature increased the maximum penalties for serious contraventions of the privacy act with effect from december uh from december of 2022 to at least australian uh, dollar wise 50 million now if you remember in 2022 there were a ton of data breaches across Australia, including their largest telecom providers like Optus. So obviously that is a big deal. However, though, the maximum penalty available in this case is only 2.2 million Australian dollars because the company's conduct uh, basically occurred prior to December 22. So in other words, they they basically skirted that because their breach happened uh, months before That December 2022 lift. So we'll see what happens. And that is your mini segment. If either one of those two had just spent a little more on cybersecurity, I wouldn't be talking about them right now. Moving on, let's talk about Global Telink Corp. Now this comes straight from the FTC's website because the Federal Trade Commission will require prison communications provider Global Telink two and two of its subsidiaries to notify consumers of any future data breaches as part of a proposed settlement over charges that they fail to secure sensitive data on hundreds of thousands of users stored in a cloud environment and fail to alert all of those affected by the incident now i remember this one uh, talking about this one a while back essentially these are the phone companies that run the phones in u.s prisons meaning you are incarcerated here in the United States somewhere, and if you're calling your loved ones, your attorney, whatever it is, these are usually the people that are handling that contract, or at least for a good amount, of prisons across the United States. Now, in a complaint, the FTC says that the Fall Church, Virginia-based Global Tell Link and two of its subsidiaries failed to implement adequate personal safeguards to protect personal information they collect from users of its services, which enabled threat actors to gain access to unencrypted personal information stored in the cloud and used for testing as well. And for the record, if you're using testing, you should be using anonymous or fake data specifically for that reason. Now, Global Tell Link which also does business as GTL and Viapath Technologies... Contracts, as I mentioned, with federal, state, and local jails, prisons, and similar institutions to provide communication support, such as phone and video calls, and payment services for incarcerated individuals. In the course of providing their services, uh, Global Telink and their subsidiaries collect personal information from these consumers, including names, addresses, government IDs, and passport numbers, uh, you know, if they've got them, or driver's license, and any other form of ID, social security, and financial account information. Obviously, not a good look. But there you go. Regardless if you're in prison or not, your data should be protected. Moving on, let's talk about Boeing. And this is an update from the previous breaches of the week because Lockbit recently named Boeing on their leak site, if you recall, claiming that a, quote, tremendous amount of sensitive data, end quote, had been stolen and later removed the company from their site, saying that negotiations had started. Now, This is interesting because Boeing was later once again added to the Lockbit website and the data allegedly stolen from its systems have now been leaked indicating that the company refused to pay the ransom. Over 40 gigabytes worth of archive and backup files are available for download. Boeing has confirmed that parts of its distribution business were hit by a cyber attack. The aerospace giant is aware that a ransomware group had released that information, allegedly taken from their systems, but it has yet to share any information on the scope of that potential breach obviously they are going through their lawyers uh disaster recovery incident response all this kind of stuff and when you're talking about an aerospace company that falls under some of the heaviest government compliances here in the united states that's a big deal so we're going to see what happens there but obviously huge issue for boeing heads up if you're in their supply chain or work for them moving on I'm going to give you an update on Harry Shine, the medical giant. In a letter uh, basically to their customers, the company disclosed this past Monday that a data breach occurred. But, quote, we do not have all the details of what data may have been compromised, end quote. Now, customer bank accounts and credit card numbers may have been affected. Harry Shine also issued a letter to its suppliers writing that the company is, quote, aware that the bank account information for a limited number of suppliers was misused, end quote. So heads up. Right now, Harry Shine obviously going through some things. I mentioned them, uh, I think, a few weeks ago or a month ago or so. But heads up to you if you have anything to do with Harry Shine. Moving on, let's talk about Prospect Medical Holdings out of California. This is an update, and this is actually kind of a big one and an interesting one. Now, this news is coming from the state of Connecticut from a local source. And so I don't have basically the full number uh, nationwide of people affected by this. But, but Connecticut now becomes a snapshot for what we may see from coast to coast. Now, initially, Prospect believed that the data, their data breach affected only 63 people, specifically patients in Connecticut along with 24,000 employees. Now, an additional 110,000 uh, basically just people in Connecticut, just Connecticut residents had their personal data compromised during a six-week cyber attack on three of uh, Prospect Medical Holdings hospitals during this past summer, according to a letter from the attorney to the state. Now, in a two-page letter to the state attorney's general office, attorneys representing the California-based hospital chain wrote that they had sent notifications by mail to 109,728 Connecticut residents, most of whom are patients. So they went from 63 declaring 63 people just in Connecticut to almost 110,000 in Connecticut, and that doesn't bode well for the rest because if this is a hospital chain from coast to coast based out of California, the most populous state in the United States, that's obviously a huge issue. I'm going to keep you up to date on that. You know I will. Moving on. Let's talk about smart Wi-Fi services provider Plume. You may have Plume, heads up to you. Attackers allege that they've stolen over 20 gigabytes of Plume's Wi-Fi database containing over 15 million lines of information. Now, the company said it is aware of the claims about the supposed data breach. Plume's representative, talking to Cybernews, said, "And I quote: We are aware of the claim and our teams are investigating." End quote. Now, the data set supposedly includes different, uh, basically includes different protections, including mobile app users, customers, and company staff members. The attackers claim that the supposed leak also includes email addresses, devices, carriers, first and last names, iOS and Android versions, and other data as well. So if you use Plume for all your Wi-Fi needs at work or home, heads up to you. Moving on, let's talk about the Republic Bank of Chicago. I'm assuming... Based out of Chicago. Now, on November 10, they filed a notice of data breach with the Attorney General of Texas after discovering that sensitive information within their control was subject to unauthorized access. During this notice, Republic Bank of Chicago explained that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to access consumer sensitive information, which includes their name and financial account information as well. Upon completing their investigation, Republic Bank began sending out notification letters to those impacted. So heads up to you, Republic Bank of Chicago. Uh-oh. Moving on. Let's talk about the International Association of Sheet Metal Air Rail Transportation Workers. They are also known as SMART. And for the record, I am never a fan, well, I'm never a fan of any data breach whatsoever that I have to talk about. But I'm always never a fan of labor unions getting hit, primarily because labor unions, obviously, they are there to take care of their members. Uh, you know, and you can see the United Auto Workers, et cetera, et cetera. And so so when they get hit, obviously, it impacts, you know, um, you know, a lot of of laborers out there, not to mention pensioners. I'm never a fan of, of seeing these. well this is this is like directly impacts just a lot of individuals as opposed to some like faceless corporation so never a fan now that said they filed a notice of data breach with the attorney general of maine after discovering that files stored on their network were subject to unauthorized access now in this notice they explained that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to access consumer sensitive information which includes names and social security numbers Upon completing their investigation, they began sending out breach notification letters to all 62,939 individuals whose information was affected. And once again, I really hope, like I do with all of the others, but I really hope that they get back on their feet sooner than later, and none of that wonderful pension money was touched. Moving on, let's talk about Caesars. If you recall, they've been in the news lately. I've talked about them quite a few times in the last few months, and this is an update, but specifically for their casino in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. That's just over the border from Detroit. You just hop over the bridge, you can go gamble in Canada. Now, Canadians that are patrons recently received letters in the mail from the casino resort advising them that their personal information may have been compromised. An undisclosed number of past guests have received the same letter in the same week, apparently, entitled Notice of Data Breach. The letter refers to a cybersecurity incident that Caesars Entertainment first disclosed on September 14. We don't have more information than this because obviously this is no longer just a U.S.-based situation, not to mention any international travelers that have gone to, let's say, a Caesars in Las Vegas because Las Vegas is a very popular place worldwide to visit. So with that heads up, Canadians that gamble at Caesars locations, Windsor may be the first, they may be the only, we're not sure, but we know Caesars got hit hard. Moving on, let's talk about Toyota again, and I swear, Toyota is... You keep this up, Toyota. You are getting in the race here with Marriott for the amount of breaches I have to report on your your organization. So heads up. If you drive a Toyota, Toyota Financial Services has confirmed that it detected unauthorized access on some of its systems in Europe and Africa after the Medusa ransomware gang basically claimed an attack on the company. Now, Toyota uh, Financial Services, obviously a subsidiary of Toyota Motor Corporation, you're going to go buy a Toyota, obviously they want to offer you a loan. They're a global entity with 90% of the markets where Toyota sells their cars According to, basically, uh, Toyota, they provide the financing. Now, earlier this week, the Medusa ransomware gang listed Toyota Financial Services to its data leak site on the dark web, demanding a payment of $8 million U.S. to delete the data allegedly stolen from them. Now, the threat actors gave Toyota 10 days to respond with the option to extend the deadline for $10,000 more per day. While Toyota Finance did not confirm if data was stolen in the attack, a threat actors claim to have exfiltrated data and threaten with a data leak if ransom is not paid now to prove the intrusion the attackers publish sample data that includes financial documents spreadsheets purchase invoice hashed accounts passwords clear text user ids and passwords meaning passwords and clear text oh toyota financial no agreements passport scans internal organizational charts finance performance reports staff email addresses and more in other words Here's the proof. Pay us money. Never a good look, especially for financial institutions. So heads up, uh, basically, if you drive a Toyota in Europe or Africa, it might be coming for you. Moving on, let's talk about Perry Johnson & Associates, or PJ&A on November 3rd they filed a, a notice breach a, a notice of data breach with the attorney general of California after discovering that an unauthorized party was unable to access files stored on their infrastructure now in this notice PJ and A explained that the incident resulted in an unauthorized party being able to access consumer sensitive information including names social security numbers dates of birth address medical record numbers hospital account numbers admission diagnosis, and dates and times of service upon completing their investigation PJNA sent out letters to those affected as well, so heads up to you. Moving on, let's talk about the West Central District Health Department, or WCDHD, of Nebraska. Now, they announced this week that they experienced a data breach in May of this year. Now, according to an incident respo- a response, basically, on their website, uh, they recently discovered unusual activity on their network and began an investigation, which included working with third-party specialists to determine the nature and scope of the activity. Now, the results of the investigation determined that there was an unauthorized access to certain portions of the West Central District's Health Department network between May 18 through May May 23rd of this year. In response, they conducted a review of the potentially impacted information to determine the type of information and to whom it may be related. On September 18th, they completed a review and determined the type of information at risk included financial account numbers, social security numbers, driver's license, or state identification numbers, along with patient names. In response, they have basically changed all their passwords and are reviewing everything. So heads up to you if you use the WCDHD in Nebraska for all your medical needs. Moving on, I want to give you update on mr cooper this is the third largest uh, financial lender mortgage lender in the united states they confirmed that quote certain customer data end quote may have been exposed in a recent cyber attack we were waiting for that one precisely what that data is has remained unconfirmed as the company continues to investigate quote unquote around the clock but they did basically confirm it and affected customers are being promised complimentary crediting monitoring services in due course How nice of them. That's pretty much compliance law. Moving on, let's talk about the World Health Organization, or WHO. Obviously, a lot of us learned about them through the pandemic. Now, the Department of Health here in the United States has yet to determine the extent of the possible breach into the country's COVID-19 vaccination data after the World Health Organization, or WHO's, database was Hacked. That's according to Health Secretary Ted Herbosa this past Tuesday. Now, in an ambush interview, apparently, Herbosa conform, uh, confirmed that uh, receiving reports that the COVID-19 vaccination data from the Philippines House uh, with the with, which with the WHO had been compromised and breached. So, in other words, this is coming from the Philippines, but it's impacting everybody worldwide. Now, DICT spokesperson. A boy, Parasaya, which I believe is the Philippines' health agency earlier announced that the monitoring of the agency's computer emergency response team confirmed the COVID-19 vaccination database of the WHO for the Philippines and India was compromised. At risk is sensitive personal information of people who signed up for the COVID-19 vaccination program, including full name, address, birthday, mobile number, email address, blood types, and medical histories. Security analyst Carla Cruz, meanwhile, said around 180 million data sets were hit and released into the dark web. She's also warned, obviously that this poses a danger to the public and yeah she's 100% right. Now, here's the interesting thing. The reason why it is impacting the United States is we have very close relationships with both the Philippines and India and so there are a lot of citizens that are residents here and may have had vaccinations back there, not to mention citizens that go back and forth. I know plenty of people of Indian and Filipino descent that essentially have uh they live here. They're citizens, but They come from their home country, so we'll see what happens. And finally, and this is actually an interesting one, it's actually kind of bonkers because we're going to talk about digital lending company Meridian Link, and you wouldn't think that this would be something special to write home about or something I would talk about at the very end of this segment, but here we go, and hear this one out because we've got a new tactic here that quite frankly is eyebrow raising, kind of chuckling, and honestly not really good. In terms of extortion threats. Now, the group we're talking about uh, that hit Meridian Link is the Elf V slash Black Cat ransomware gang. And they filed a failure to report complaint against their own victim, Meridian Link, to the SEC. That's right. Elf V slash Black Cat actually went to the SEC website and filed a complaint on failure to report a data breach to them on their own victim and this happened last week now on the on their website elf the black cat published screenshots of a filled out form on the SEC's tips complaint and referrals page As well as the automated response it received after submitting the form. Now, screenshots of the SEC complaint against Meridian Link were posted on November 15th by ELF V, the cyber uh, gang. Basically, claims it stole data from the digital lending company on November 7. An SEC spokesperson declined to comment in response to an inquiry by SC Media. That's where I'm getting this from about whether the complaint was received by the agency. Meanwhile. Meridian Link, talking to SC Media, said that it was the victim of a cyber incident. However, no user data was breached. Nevertheless, Elf V alleges that it executed a quote-unquote significant breach against Meridian Link. Now, this is the first time that I know of, and for the record, I have been doing Breaches of the Week segments for years. I have notes going back to, I think, like 2017 on this kind of stuff. I have never, ever seen... Attackers weaponize the SEC complaint system or FTC complaint system against a victim. You know, this is a new type of extortion. So if you're a larger company that, let's say, falls under SEC guidelines, you're publicly traded, now they can basically say, because this is the precedent-setting moment, that essentially says, well, yeah, we're also going to tell the SEC you got hit, or you can pay us an extra million dollars or whatever to keep it quiet. This is a new tactic. We are literally watching this evolve right now in front of our eyes for yet another level of extortion. It's not just locking your files out, copying them before that so they can extort you, not just harassing you, not looking through your data to look for your suppliers, which is what happened Uh, essentially with TMSC in Taiwan they got hit their largest uh, their largest client or one of their largest clients is Apple computers they had the schematics to Apple so the attackers went after Apple saying hey we hit your supplier now they're going to start filing with governments to get you in trouble with the government when obviously you're going to spend a lot more time money energy with that now for the record I am all for breach disclosures I believe in that transparency I believe it is the best way to start reestablishing trust because whether you realize it or not even if you're not telling people the trust has been broken, but this is a scare and threat tactic that they're executing on now. And that is a huge thing. So we've got to have to look out for that. So if you're a cybersecurity professional, you know, watching or listening this, that's a huge thing. So heads up to you. Those were your breaches of the week. Wow. Were you affected? let me know. And for the record, anybody in future breaches probably is, especially if you have SEC compliance. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please, just please, attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.